what other equipments do indian farmers lack let's say uh, for harvesting okay right? uh, there are vineyards in india also vineyards okay. in us also mm-hmm. in uh, us if you go normally they will have first of all genetically modified seeds mm-hmm. right so mostly it will be like either you will have unique crops so all of the uh, brushes or bushes will be there mm-hmm. which will be or vines will be, which will be giving a, the fruit or the grapes or whatever mm-hmm. right so they will be fruiting at the same time Mm-hmm. Around the same time. So basically, one machine you will bring big machine, mm-hmm. which will basically uh, agitate the plant. Mm-hmm. The grapes will fall. It will collect, and it will basically become. Uh, it will become like an automated process, mm-hmm. right? So, so it becomes like a machinery kind of a thing. Not just the machine, but the whole system becomes like a process, mm-hmm. right? It's an industrial process there. So I met one company uh, which is nearby in Bangalore only, mm-hmm. made a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. and they converted all the production process into a batch wise process uh, hotels are the ones who need regular produce of food right yeah so they need like for every item that they are producing they know how much they need to buy they will need to ensure that every day they are doing a fresh chopping of vegetables they are not using any kind of cold storage or mm-hmm. any kind of long term they will not store the so vegetables every day harvest happen every day will ha- the harvesting will happen so how is that possible so they converted everything into a process like an industrial process yeah. so first you have seeds mm-hmm. seeds are grown to a certain stage mm-hmm. so that batch runs for 7 days mm-hmm. then they have another uh, stage after that where the plants starts growing okay then they have another stage so they they transplanted the whole plant across stages okay and then the harvest happens at the last stage so safety is one of a major mm-hmm. concern that is there in india you can see a lot of road accidents are happening mm-hmm. and most of them are preventable that that is true so something has to be done there yeah. uh, some kind of an add on you don't need a connected solution per se mm-hmm. because in uh, most of the cases what uh, research has shown most of them are because of the driver error or human error which is there there are solutions which are currently available in the US mm-hmm. uh, i'm not sure in india but which can be added on on the machine which are basically uh, similar to a visual monitoring system adar mm-hmm. systems mm-hmm. in some of the high end indian machines also we have adar systems mm-hmm. but these are of higher uh, quality mm-hmm. and they monitor the surroundings in real time mm-hmm. so they monitor your speed they monitor the surroundings that are there like how many people are there mm-hmm. who is crossing there and then if needed they can control the machine also okay so that is definitely possible mm-hmm. in indian india indian vehicle industry automobile industry is not that backward truck accidents are one of the major leading causes of uh, deaths in india yes uh, especially on highways if you see yes uh, and mostly because the workers or the drivers are overloaded yeah the idea is that we are trying to come up with some solutions which can be deployed on existing trucks mm-hmm. uh, where we can monitor the uh, how the worker is driving if he is not alert we can give an alert to the person like mm-hmm. okay there is a person or you are not focusing on the road hi vikram hi nice to meet you thanks for coming nice on weekend so yes vikram quick introduction about yourself my name is vikram i am mm-hmm. the founder ceo of hack lab solutions hack labs solutions hack lab okay. solutions uh i did my btech plus mtech dual degree from iit kanpur iit kanpur in electrical engineering Okay, ECE or uh, so in our college we don't have ECE as a separate branch. Mm-hmm. So we just have electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. So I did a five-year course from there. So which is B.Tech plus M.Tech dual degree. Uh, is it like a MS course? It's a integrated a... M.Tech course. Okay. So in uh, normally B.Tech take four four years. Right? Yeah. So in a five-year course you get B.Tech plus M.Tech wow. together. 
smart because you saved one more year yes if that not, was the yeah <laughs> that was the uh, reason why it was created because uh, in really uh, by the way uh, since you did an iit kanpur right. was it an option for everyone or is it an option for a specific people so it's based on ranks normally okay. we take btech uh, degrees are filled earlier yeah. so then people choose the uh, dual degree but lot of people can then can have an option to convert it okay. so lot of my friends later on then converted from a btech uh, four four year course to a five year course okay this that is a, a difference in the cost not cost it is a subsidized so cost is not an issue you get stipend also mm-hmm. in mtech the uh, the idea is that you get an mtech degree in 5 years mm-hmm. whereas in normally once you do a btech you go for an ms mm-hmm. that will take another 2 years, two years and then you will get an masters mm-hmm. degree right so that was the only just thing. a time saver time saver and basically you get a chance to do your phd early if you want to go mm-hmm. for phd or any research or if you want to build a career in tech Uh, okay. you have a masters degree with you in 5 okay. years so that was the that is the uh, that is the reason why it was created to uh, like get more people to masters from iits and also mm-hmm. good Great. quality yeah from then you went to massachusetts institute of yes. technology yes uh, so i no i joined juniper networks as mm-hmm. an asic engineer mm-hmm. so i was doing uh, chip designing there so mm-hmm. i was involved with the design team mm-hmm. uh, in juniper so we were making lot of uh, cutting edge networking tools juniper yes juniper basically is a company uh, competitor to cisco which mm-hmm. makes high end routers mm-hmm. for uh, like you know uh, between intercontinental uh, lines are there right so mm-hmm. there is a high bandwidth traffic that passes through it internet traffic mm-hmm. so there are routers which are built specifically for that mm-hmm. so juniper is one of the leading providers of such kind of system mm-hmm. so they basically make such high end solutions mm-hmm. uh, systems so i was working on the chip designing part of it so mm-hmm. every uh, networking uh, system which is there has a ic or a, we call it asic in Uh, semiconductor industry mm-hmm. so that asic is what we were designing which mm-hmm. was specific to that application which is there okay so uh, so i worked there for around two and a half years in mm-hmm. the middle uh, while i was working i got a chance to visit mit mm-hmm. i uh, basically did an entrepreneurship course there mm-hmm. uh, i wanted to understand how uh, things are working out so there. you got this opportunity or you went and applied how so it you? was it was basically i uh, applied mm-hmm. online so mm-hmm. there was one um, I I don't remember exactly but there was some form I guess mm-hmm. through which I first applied mm-hmm. and then they were uh, shortlisting then interviews and then after that uh, while I was working I went there it was okay. not like a separate uh, so this entrepreneurship course was like a, a six months or three months so like this a crash was, course this was actually uh, a week long boot camp okay it was a boot camp and then after that uh, but i stayed in uh, us for around 21 days there mm-hmm. so my goal was not to uh, just go there for this entrepreneurship boot camp but um, i had this idea of creating something called a hacker space mm-hmm. in india so i uh, had hacker all, space hacker space means a uh, proper hacking like a, so hacker hacking? spaces are basically places where people can come together and work on certain ideas and make okay. something out of it so okay like a jamming session for music music career. so yeah. for similar to that in a tech environment product okay. building environment mm-hmm. so in us it is a it was a pretty big, big concept at that point of time so uh, maker spaces were very common there are still very common there in india we don't have that culture mm-hmm. where people will come together and build something uh, 
in colleges we used to do that but after coming out of college we i was not get, finding a place where i can sit with my other co- people and mm-hmm. then build something and mm-hmm. come up with some new product ideas and all right uh, so i wanted to see how it is there in the us so i uh, i got a chance to visit mit media lab mm-hmm. i got a chance to visit all the hacker spaces which were there in new york mm-hmm. in boston i went to california i went to lot of places where such hacker spaces were there just to understand what they are actually doing mm-hmm. and can we do something similar in india so what happens like you said uh they all gather or collaborate or right. do uh share exchange ideas right. Right? right so what exactly happened can you share any instance interesting uh, so how they work in the us mm-hmm. so in the what US, happened you said you went to a hackla ha, hack hacker space ha, hacker space spaces yeah so what ha- any interesting incident like oh that was so interesting or surprising for me to experience so uh, so i went to uh, this place called nyc register okay. uh, which is in new york okay right? so there uh, nyc register register yeah so okay Uh, so there are a lot of hacker spaces in mm. uh, big cities in new york there so are four like of them. co-working spaces or coffee it's a co-working space mm-hmm. but it's not oriented to like a uh, like a work work environment mm-hmm. it's a hobby building project okay. so basically hobbyists will come mm-hmm. they'll work on their own ideas or artists will come mm-hmm. so people from various backgrounds so there i met one person who was a lawyer mm-hmm. and in his free time he was coming and doing some electronics okay right so you in india we will never see that yeah it's like a cross uh, industry training yeah. or it's not a training it's basically people just mm-hmm. are interested in building stuff exactly uh, it's interesting like it's yeah. just like they find it interesting to make something unique which is not there right? mm-hmm. and they wanted to try out ideas so there were people who were in who were artists wanted to dabble into electronics mm-hmm. and then they will come with uh, new new ideas like okay pu- let's put electronics in the uh, dresses okay oh okay right so they will come up with lightings which mm-hmm. can be put on the dresses and mm-hmm. they will figure out ways to okay. uh, to change the colors okay. of it and all or they will put some other uh, like optical fibers and all and then create some new fashion trends okay so so like that they were coming up so 3d printers was uh, when it started it started from one of that hacker hacker spaces hacker spaces yeah so 3d printers um, and all these kind of uh, they basically enable a lot of people to build stuff very fast right mm-hmm. so that trend basically became very popular in us so when mm-hmm. in, in us people started making stuff and it was already there in their culture so in us normally you have to do a lot of your work by mm-hmm. hand right you don't have people to work for you yeah so that building culture is already there in us mm-hmm. which is kind of lacking in india like we have people who can electricians who can come ask plumber electrician yeah. gardener gardener so like in us we don't have, have to either rely by themselves or yes. use some mechanized robots exactly. to do the job so so that's why they are building tools to make sure that they can do it more efficiently mm-hmm. one person or few people so i went to one site where they were doing uh, like solar panel installation okay so only two people were doing the complete solar panel installation mm-hmm. right so with, they had tools with them Mm-hmm. to ensure that they can do it efficiently in mm-hmm. india we uh, we have if we don't have enough uh, manpower we can easily get manpower but yeah. in us we cannot do that mm-hmm. so that's the difference that's where it becomes easier to build those kind of cultures there mm-hmm. right so build culture culture to invent something new mm-hmm. is very popular in the us okay. which is kind of 
still lacking in India. You will not see that okay. happening in India. Uh, interesting. So you wanted to create that kind of a culture or yes. a society or a, sing, so, or a club kind of a thing? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, my idea was that uh, I wanted to create uh, Hack Lab Innovation. So that's what the company that I started in 2014. Mm -hmm. So the idea was to basically create some kind of a framework mm -hmm. where, or some kind of a place where people can come. Yes. Uh, this hack spaces, right? Right. Is it free or you have to make a pay to enter? So there are different models that people follow. Mm -hmm. right? So if you look at uh, in US, normally it's a membership base. Mm -hmm. So people become members to that okay. club. They get access to tools, they get access to resources, they get access to office spaces if they mm -hmm. need. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of places in US where they have big, big warehouses which they have converted into hacker spaces. Mm -hmm. Where uh, people, uh, like in India we have co-working spaces, yeah. similar to that, but focusing on industrial uh, tools yeah, and yeah. are there. So you can do machining work, mm. you have laser cutting machines, you have big, big uh, yeah. building machines and a lot of things are there. Exactly. So, I know a YouTuber. His name is Hacksmith. Hacksmith, yeah. He's uh, making some cool gadgets of yes. uh, movies and yes. uh, some in lasers and beams. So yeah. that kind of a culture is there in US. Mm -hmm. Like you, uh, so if you see all the robotic competitions that they have, mm -hmm. all the kind of uh, gadget making things that they do, right? Mm -hmm. So those that is the culture that they have, mm -hmm. right, uh, on the tech side. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, in India, it is because of various reasons. It is not that popular. Like we have. Uh, options available for us uh, mm -hmm. where we don't need such kind so of gadgets. So basically what you're uh, I'm trying to understand you because of human resource India India or Indians in general okay. are negligent towards innovation to make things in a easy or using less resource or less right. power way. So basically uh, India Indians are innovative mm -hmm. but they are innovative on different uh, things right now. Mm -hmm. So because our economy is not that developed, so they would be more innovative on the operation side of things mm -hmm. or on the business side of things or mm -hmm. on the financial side of things. Right? Mm -hmm. Because we have less resources, financial resources, you have to manage in that. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the worker level side, like how many people are working, we are not that, uh, especially on the lower end side of the pyramid, mm -hmm. we have a lot of people working in that domain. right? Exactly. So we don't have an, a need for tools as such exactly. using a simple screwdriver you can become an electrician mm -hmm. right? but in us you need proper tools to mm -hmm. uh, because you are not you that's uh, why everyone have pickup in us right? yeah. pickup trucks yes that they call it workhorse yes because they load their stuff and, right but in india electrician comes in cycle yeah most of the time yes. hardly he has a bag which has screwdrivers spanners okay. that's maximum some nuts and bolts yeah so it's, it's it's basically a uh, it's it's not an easy thing to solve right mm -hmm. so my goal of starting hack lab innovations was that mm -hmm. uh, i wanted to create some kind of a model mm -hmm. where uh, i can get people to work with me mm -hmm. uh, on building some products my goal was not to convert it into a club kind of a uh, framework mm -hmm. uh, i wanted to come up with a different business model for mm -hmm. it so i thought like okay maybe the best business model for this kind of a framework would be to convert whatever prototypes we were building into a product. So you are working on prototypes? We were working on prototypes. So who, that was in you, is it, everything is your ideation and I... I not not okay. necessarily. People have their own idea. So mm -hmm. we uh, basically got people from a lot of places, like from colleges, okay. so a lot of experienced people also came. 
in Hacklab. So this was the previous avatar of Hacklab uh, uh, innovations. Okay. I was just talking about that. Understood. After that, there was a pivot that we did to Hacklab solutions. Hacklab solutions. Uh, so we are discussing about Hacklab innovations. innovations yeah. So your idea was interesting. Yeah. So you are expecting something like a Hacksmith, like right. industries. So. Right. Uh, imagine I want to have, I have a VR fantasy of uh, making a, a hovering board. I right. want to, right. I'll reach out to you exactly. and say, I want to make a hoverboard. Yes. Uh, without wheels. Yes. Uh, right? right. Maybe with the magnetic uh, Levit- levitation yeah. uh, technology, something like that. Exactly. Got it. So yeah. we've made a lot of things. So we made a smart wheelchair, mm-hmm. uh, which could be operated just by your eyes. Right? Really? You, you can di- direct it, you can move it around. Uh, means the person who is sitting on the chair or the uh, person who is sitting on the chair they can operate with just eyes yeah, blink and eyes uh, how so uh, is there's that a camera kind of... so there is a camera that we put in front uh-huh. so that is monitoring the eye uh, and okay. the direction so it will be two sensors yeah. so it is eyes. just monitoring where you are looking mm-hmm. and whether you, your blink is uh, like okay. how many times you are blinking so if you blink it twice it will start moving if you blink it thrice it will stop moving things like that Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Then it, you can orient your view. So it didn't come out well in the sense that uh, because eyes move spontaneously a lot okay, of times. So it was just yeah. So but uh, it was one idea that we were trying out. Then is it for one customer is or is it for a uh, industry? So we wanted to convert it into a product. So mm-hmm. sell so it in large scale. It was a large scale. Uh, my goal was to convert everything whatever prototypes you are building into a product. Large, so large scale, I, yeah. that was the business model that I was trying to come up with mm-hmm. because my goal was not to uh, limit ourselves to prototype building because okay. prototype building is very common in colleges if you go people will build prototypes mm-hmm. they will build a lot of prototypes for a lot of different things right mm-hmm. there are projects there are school projects there mm-hmm. are college projects everywhere so that's how even the drone system yeah. so we saw in, in the movies right? right drone system for surveillance yes. now drones are everywhere common it's, yeah. I have a drone yes. <laughs> so drones are very uh, Drones made life very easy for filmmakers, for especially industries to make surveillance, even agricultural farming tools. Drone have now become an integral part. True, true, true. Uh So so the idea was to basically help people uh, convert their ideas into first prototypes. Mm -hmm. right? And we were very successful there. So Mm -hmm. we were able to make around 55 prototypes of different things. We made one of the first telepresence robot in India. Uh, telepresence robot so what it does pro- it it's a basically a robot uh, where uh, uh, which you can operate from somewhere else mm-hmm. and you can move it around you can uh, um, uh, okay. it is an interf- interface for other people like a joystick we like, can control it yeah. like so a- from your mobile phone you can sit in office and then move it around okay it so, will do its job yeah what can it do like move around it so it currently when we start so when we started that project it was basically uh, uh, Mishkin was one of the uh, initiator of that project. Who's he came. Mishkin was one of. Uh, so there, are, he was. He was one of the tech geek at that okay. time. So he uh, worked on different different project ideas. Uh, so he came to our lab and he said, like, okay, I wanted to build this, and then we started working on it. So that was one project. It was called I2U2, mm-hmm. and uh, so that project basically became like pretty big. Uh, like branding wise it was good so we were able to get a lot of people were giving attention to it uh, but obviously converting into a commercial project right mm. that became like a challenge especially in the markets that we were at that point of time okay uh, so like that we made a lot of things we made a reading device for blind people 
reading device so basically a braille mount, uh, not rail uh, braille so basically you have a book mm -hmm. normal textbook and how do you ensure that a blind person can read it so there is a finger mounted device mm -hmm. so that device basically you just keep it on your finger move it around mm -hmm. on the uh, it will book. narrate it will narrate okay interesting mm -hmm. and uh, we made a uh, lot of things so we made an e-bike uh, mm -hmm. So, lot of different varieties of e-bike we were making. Mm -hmm. Then we made uh, one projector system where we can do marketing mm -hmm. on a large scale. Uh, projector system. Yeah. So, basically, uh, so our idea was, so it was uh, one of the crazy, crazy ideas that we had. So, we have stationary pro posters everywhere. Right? Yeah. So, we wanted to make it uh, controllable and unique. Right. Okay. So the idea was that depending on what kind of traffic we are seeing, you can have a different uh, product being put. But instead of putting it through a TV screen, mm -hmm. which may have its own issues, we were trying to use projectors for it. Projectors. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we. But, uh, okay. Projector idea is interesting, but the screen you will just post it. So same broadcast screen. on walls. No, uh, we can broadcast it on walls. Mm -hmm. We can broadcast it on uh, billboards. Billboards. White billboards. White billboards. Okay. So the idea was that uh, you can convert it into a model where instead of charging people for the poster for one month, mm -hmm. uh, you charge them for per minute or per hour basis. Okay. And then change the uh, posters regularly depending on what, how much traffic is Interesting. coming. Interesting. That sounds amazing actually. Maybe it will save a lot of cost on marketing and it's quite innovative. Exactly. And uh, through that, because uh, only because of that philosophy, based on user's requirement and user's result. For example, we post ads on Facebook. Right. If the ad doesn't perform well, if, right. if you're not getting a cost per acquisition, right. like targeted. So we stop the ad. Right? Exactly. So that's the advantage over uh, the uh, old school or traditional advertisements. Yes. So yes. this technology is uh, interesting. Why didn't it uh, so one of the major problems that we were seeing at that point of time was that when we started some idea right mm -hmm. so let's say we started the wheelchair project mm -hmm. we continued working on it for a few uh, months or uh, even in this case one and a half years we worked on it okay but after that uh, either because the project was not con getting converted into a product right converting a prototype into a product is a huge task yes which it I takes years because you need r&d and yeah uh, you need a lot of testing conditions. And basically, we didn't have funds. So <laughs> yeah. that becomes like a challenge, right? Yeah. So I can't uh, ask people to stay uh, for a long time on their own, mm -hmm. right? So everybody needs sustenance uh, money and they need funds to sustain themselves. So uh, that is that was the biggest challenge that I think I was facing at that point of time. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I would say I was a little bit naive. I thought like maybe if uh, we were passionate enough and we were... So weren't uh, investors, because you're from IIT, you right. went to MIT right. uh, and you had connections in US. So weren't any investors interested in this idea? Uh, they were, they mm -hmm. were, but uh, because uh, this is, this becomes like an incubator kind of space. Mm -hmm. This is not, so I didn't have that many connections in that domain mm -hmm. right so you need a uh, good uh, uh, so i had connections with a lot of people but not the right kind of people mm -hmm. right so who would invest in these kind of mm -hmm. ideas so we need patient capital because these are long-term projects especially because it involves hardware mm -hmm. right so these are incubators where uh, you want people to work on uh, certain project ideas right mm -hmm. so converting a project into a product 
it takes a lot of time yeah. and then uh, it's a in india especially uh, the ecosystem is not that well developed mm-hmm. so that was few that was the uh, reason why i think we were not able to convert most of our prototypes so we as i said we made 50 55 prototypes of different things right we were not able to convert them into products mm. because i personally was not able to focus on all, all of them i could have i wanted to stay away from the product because then only i can try and scale it horizontally right so mm. uh, so that's when uh, in around 2017 18 we decided to, to focus on solutions uh, so to pivot a little bit and mm-hmm. focus on one thing okay so rather than doing it horizontally mm-hmm. do it vertically first mm-hmm. so that's when the pivot happened so that's when we decided like okay let us not go into like okay do too many things at it at a time so um, and uh, focus on one narrow area mm-hmm. scale your solutions there Uh-huh. and once you have proven that and you go through the complete cycle of building a prototype converting into a product doing these uh, marketing doing these sales uh-huh. reaching out to end customers uh-huh. uh, getting feedback from the customers improving your product build that complete pipeline you uh, so i had not done that earlier so uh-huh. in my uh, in hacklab innovations it was all about building prototypes and then trying to convert it into products but not going through the complete cycle Right mm-hmm. of converting into marketable products or okay uh, scale, uh, delivering to customer and customer. customer. So we build like five six units. We gave it to some people, tested uh, and tested tried. Out, yeah. Okay, but not as a market uh, uh, industry standard industry products. Standard yeah, product. So that is uh, that was one thing that I wanted to basically fix, which I had not done earlier. Okay, so that's when the pivot happened. Okay, once you started Hacklab Solutions, right. who are your first uh, how did you target decided okay they are my customers right. which industry or which uh, sector or segment of people you chose as customers so when we started uh, so i didn't have clarity as to what i wanted to focus on so there were two areas that were there one was like okay we can go into the industrial domain mm-hmm. another was that we can go into the agricultural domain mm-hmm. uh, so agricultural domain also was one of the areas where i was personally very interested in because i felt that there is a lot of need for a solution that we can uh, develop in that domain right so uh, so we did a lot of survey so i personally survey went, huh, okay. so i went uh, so for the agricultural side i went and met a lot of people uh, when you say agricultural domain right you went the uh, to these industries like there are agricultural industries or farmers everywhere Okay. Everywhere. So I went to farmer F- FPOs, mm-hmm. uh, farmer producing organizations. Basically, mm-hmm. these are uh, cooperatives which are formed. Yes. Right. So I met them. I met NGOs. I met farmers. Mm. I met uh, people who are already doing uh, like producing uh, like industrial industrial people, farming. Yeah. Uh, industrial farming and as well as industrial producers. Okay. So let's say seed producers and mm-hmm. all. So so we met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, met people who were building. uh greenhouses for greenhouse. farmers okay. farmers uh so lot of research we did mm-hmm. and then we figured out like it's uh, it, it's it's a big need in india mm-hmm. but the problems are more of uh operational side rather than a te- technical problem so mm-hmm. uh, most of the farmers if i go to marginal farmers they mm-hmm. don't have big farms right mm-hmm. so uh, what they don't need a technical solution they can't afford it mm-hmm. what they need is like okay uh they should be able to afford a equipment but without a uh, heavy cost without a heavy cost, cost. so probably a renting would be a good solution mm-hmm. there right uh, 
so, so when we say equipment right uh, i think the last india for example for india's concern green revolution is tractors right fertilizers pesticides uh, water sprinklers maybe somewhere here right. and there this is the last green revolution at uh developments i i recollect in large scale right what other equipments do indian farmers lack so uh, what i could yeah, apart say, from tractors and the things which i suggest yeah uh, so equipments uh, there are a lot of uh, so when i went to a lot of uh, research organizations also mm-hmm. uh, so there they have a lot of equipments mm-hmm. for uh, helping the farmers let's say sowing seeds mm-hmm. right uh, harvesting their crops mm-hmm. right in us if you go uh you will see a lot of automation there mm-hmm. right? because they have big farms mm-hmm. once you have big farms you cannot afford to high labor to do that mm-hmm. you need equipment for doing that mm-hmm. and it becomes more efficient that way also mm-hmm. so uh so that was the uh, difference that i could see when i saw the local farmers and uh, like one example let's say 100 hectares of land right. a farmer owns in india and 100 hectares of land farmer owns in us right what is the major difference in equipments what this us farmer has? so i will give you some examples so let's say uh, for harvesting okay right? uh, there are vineyards in india also vineyards okay. in us also mm-hmm. in uh, us if you go normally they will have first of all genetically modified seeds mm-hmm. right so mostly it will be like either you will have unique crops so all of the uh, brushes or bushes will be there mm-hmm. which will be or vines will be, which will be giving a, the fruit or the grapes or whatever mm-hmm. right so they will be fruiting at the same time mm-hmm. around the same time so basically one machine you will bring big machine mm-hmm. which will basically uh, agitate the plant mm-hmm. the grapes will fall it will collect and it will basically become uh, it will become like an automated process mm-hmm. right so so it becomes like a machinery kind of a thing not just the machine but the whole system becomes like a process mm-hmm. right it's an industrial process there so okay. that's in the us mm-hmm. in india normally we apply manual labor mm-hmm. again so hand picked hand picked okay so we'll have people coming from uh, bihar up who mm-hmm. will be coming to the sites they will be picking and but there are still issues there because now in india also the manual labor is becoming very expensive mm-hmm. but uh, first of all the farms are not that big so in us if you see there are 1000 acres farms also mm-hmm. in india we hardly have average size is 4 mm-hmm. acres right mm-hmm. so uh, doing a lot of mechanical automation there in a 4 acre farm is not possible mm-hmm. a lot of automation is happening on big farms like industrial farms which are there mm-hmm. so basically they so uh, you need to design your farm to fit, fit the equipment yeah, right okay. so i met one company Uh, which uh, is nearby in bangalore only mm-hmm. so they basically what they were doing they made a greenhouse mm-hmm. and they converted all the production process into a batch wise process mm-hmm. so the idea that they had is like uh, hotels are the ones who need regular produce of food right yeah so they need like for every item that they are producing they mm-hmm. know how much they need to buy mm-hmm. and it's a regular quantity because mostly the uh, items that they will be producing That's are selling fixed. yeah mm-hmm. uh, so so they wanted to convert it into a process where every day they will be producing this many tons of vegetables or whatever is there and then they will be selling it to hotels only hotels only hotels right mm-hmm. and it becomes like a so but they will need to ensure that every day they are doing a fresh chopping of vegetables they are not using any kind of cold storage or mm-hmm. any kind of 
controlled uh, environment for storing the so over long term they will not store the so vegetable every day harvest happen every day will ha- the harvesting will happen so how is that possible so they converted everything into a process like an industrial process yeah. so first you have seeds mm-hmm. seeds are grown to a certain stage mm-hmm. so that batch runs for 7 days mm-hmm. then they have another uh, stage after that where the plants starts growing okay then they have another stage so they they transplanted the whole plant across stages okay and then the harvest happens at the last stage okay and so uh, the every day the cycle every will be. day this cycle will complete and it becomes like an industrial process is it healthy like for, uh, are these genetically modified these are not genetically modified these are organic um, because they were using greenhouse so they were able to control the temperature inside mm-hmm. so they had fans they had moisture control lot mm-hmm. of things were there okay do they do it in like an story kind of a thing apartment like story no, it's it's a it's a normal uh, farm area just uh, a control uh, just with a, a greenhouse control yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. with a greenhouse and uh, so there are different technologies there that are there there are net houses greenhouses mm-hmm. lot of things are there depending on the cost involved greenhouses are a little bit costlier mm-hmm. but there were subsidies available at that point mm-hmm. of time so uh, so based on the technologies that you have you wow. can so a company is doing this they were doing that uh, yeah okay. and they were funded also they got funded recent uh, I don't know about their current status but mm-hmm. uh, within a year after I met them I think they were funded interesting so so like that there are a lot of innovations that can be done on the industrial mm-hmm. uh, on the agricultural side, side. Uh, the technology part would be like okay if you want to monitor the uh, npk like how much soil uh, fertilizer content is there mm-hmm. so npk is one of the parameters that you normally want to monitor in a soil right mm-hmm. so those are the you can build it tool for it mm-hmm. or a equipment for it mm-hmm. uh, water monitoring uh, how much water is going in uh, so those kind of tools can be built mm-hmm. but mostly it's an operational uh, uh, because technology wise you can't do much there mm-hmm. high tech development but now people are coming up with let's say i know one company based out of bangalore only so they are making small tractors which are autonomous okay very very small for small farmers okay like a mini robot like uh, so you Five might have feet. seen yes yeah, so my so like a very very small robot half the size of a tractor mm-hmm. of more than half one quarter of the size of a tractor mm-hmm. and it's an autonomous thing mm-hmm. and it will just go around the uh, farm. farm and then do the pesticide spraying it can mm-hmm. do the harvesting it can identify which plant has any disease mm-hmm. it can uh, uh, alert the person that okay this farm is having this issue mm-hmm. so like that there are a lot of uh, innovations that can happen uh okay which is very common in the us side because you can do that on a large scale mm-hmm. in india you can only do it on a small, small scale so how do you see the in that case since you have done research how do you see the future of farming in the future will indian farming will also turn into industrial so all these farmers have to sell their lands or have to go under a big network or a syndicate of farming industry is it's it like a that political process mm-hmm. uh, in farming because f- almost 50% of the uh, population is still dependent on farming yes. somewhere or the other right? so i'm not saying it in a wrong way i'm not right. saying that the farmers will die i'm not saying no, farmers no, no, will uh, yes, uh, farming yes. will craft will die right. i'm saying uh there is the issue of uh, resource human resource right. because now the human resource cost is increasing right because those resource can work for a construction company right. and earn uh, 
100 rupee or 200 rupee extra per hour or per day right right, right. so the farming labor becomes a shortage, shortage so right. in that case a single farmer uh, cannot uh, uh, manage even the four acre or two sure. acre land by himself yes. so uh, are they making any syndicate like okay let's say uh, we have uh, 100 acres of farmers from 30 to 40 farmers right they make a club they club together yes. and they invest together to procure these equipments or facilities is there a system like that there, there is a uh, so they, these this is very common in india mm -hmm. nowadays so mm -hmm. and government is promoting it mm -hmm. so these are called fpos mm -hmm. uh, farmer producer organization so mm -hmm. These are like proper organizations mm -hmm. where people pool in their resources. Mm -hmm. uh, there are 500 farmers, 1000 farmers, some mm -hmm. are even bigger. Mm -hmm. They pool in their resources and they set up a corporation. Mm -hmm. right? And the structure of this FPO is like a corporate. So they will have a CEO, mm -hmm. they will have managers. Mm -hmm. right? And their role is to guide the farmers what to do, mm -hmm. like what to produce, mm -hmm. how to market it, how to. So maybe they. Uh, so I met one in Nasik. Right. Mm -hmm. So there uh, they were the uh, I met the FPO CEO there. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, working with around 500 farmers there. Mm -hmm. So they tell them, OK, this particular crop probably will have a higher price this year. This year. OK. Right. Uh, there is a bigger market for this crop in Bangalore than in uh, Pune. Mm -hmm. So rather than send, sending it to Pune, mm -hmm. we can try and ship these to Bangalore directly. Mm -hmm. Right. Because uh, also all these decisions that particular CEO that yeah. CEO can have a bigger impact there right uh -huh. because an individual farmer will not be aware of these things mm -hmm. as a farmer I will not know what is the status of uh, the pro uh, produce in different states right interesting but that can be done through a professional organization so that is Got the it. that is the status and a lot of farmers are actively okay. working this is related to say uh, after sales or planning of uh, what crop to be harvested right. need to be sold for the season right. so this planning is fine but are they focusing on innovation these ceos are they targeting on okay we need heavy equipments we need to ask government for subsidies or uh, support to lend these equipments so obviously these uh, fpos have a lot of investment done on the farming equipment side also mm -hmm. because uh, they try to pull that resource also mm -hmm. for a four acre farm you don't need a heavy truck mm -hmm. in india one of the biggest uh, issue is that uh, even a small farmer is having their own trucks Mm -hmm. is having their own tractors tractors yeah and uh, uh, you don't need th those kind of investment done there right mm -hmm. so uh, so these of uh, fpos are trying to educate the farmers like okay do not buy these equipments okay get it rental so there are rental companies mm -hmm. which are out there mahindra has one of them mm -hmm. a lot of other companies have it mm -hmm. so rather than buying such big, big equipment. equipments and investing all your money into that mm -hmm. you rent it out mm -hmm. it will uh, they will charge you some uh, per hour basis mm -hmm. or per day basis and that's more than enough for you to uh, like get tell your farm down, yeah. or uh, take out the harvest and all right mm -hmm. so there are harvesters they are tilling there are a lot of uh, equipments are there and equipments if you see there are a lot of companies which are making already big farming equipment farming right? equipments, yeah. uh, obviously the need for an indian uh, market would be a little different in us you see like very very big equipments which are like scale you can't even imagine in India. Mm -hmm. uh, in India, obviously, the size of the equipments are smaller. Long over market is 
huge right, right. in us yes lawn mower is you can't you cannot find any lawn mower in india <laughs> their lawns are not there yeah there is no lawns yeah. exactly then lawn culture is not, not there, there. So right. there is no even in high societies yes. like in high society apartment where they maintain uh, gardens or right. lawns they use many labor because it's yeah, affordable it's right? affordable yeah. right so in us that is the reason why uh, because uh, you cannot afford a manual labor mm-hmm. so you have to build technologies for mm-hmm. it so again it comes back to the same thing which Thanks, we were discussing yeah. so from there your uh, hack lab solution started yes so okay. now you we were discussing what how you pivoted towards yes. hack lab solutions and you are focusing on this agricultural product so where did you end it yes mm-hmm. uh, so we, we were not focusing we were just trying to learn okay. like we were trying to understand the market like okay, okay there is an industrial market mm-hmm. in industries there are a lot of requirements there mm-hmm. is a requirement for productivity management Okay, uh, because already uh, so industrial processes are very streamlined mm-hmm. uh, by design, right? Mm-hmm. Industries are uh, like since the industrial revolution, that has been the goal, right? Mm-hmm. To mo- monitor everything and to uh, predict what is going to happen, what is going to be your produce, mm-hmm. to manage and collect data for for everything, and then ensure that it becomes more and more streamlined, right? So that has been happening throughout history. Uh, so uh, so quality. productivity there are a lot of solutions for that in industrial uh, domain if you go but safety is one area where we could see at least in india there was not much of a uh, tech, emphasis tech dr- emphasis is not there mm-hmm. obviously uh, companies have their own emphasis the fire safety so, m- mandatory mandatory uh, laws are there which mm-hmm. they have to follow mm-hmm. they are a little lax in india compared to us or european market mm-hmm. but uh, still laws are there which they have to follow mm-hmm. and factory regulations are there which mm-hmm. they have to follow so but we wanted to ensure that when we build a solution uh, it can help people across multiple domains we wanted to build a solution where we can make an impact Mm-hmm. so that was one of the goal uh, why we were looking at these areas right mm-hmm. and we felt that safety is one of the field where we uh, can do a lot more things because it is kind of very unpopular topic among startups in india okay so what basic safety after there are laws there are fire safety regulation these companies have to follow but what basic safety which was lack lacking when you did your research oh this we have to fix what was yes. that yeah so uh, so safety in itself is a uh, like a, a study topic mm-hmm. right so there are a lot of technical details that mm-hmm. we also had to learn mm-hmm. so one of the pure uh, thing that we wanted to achieve was uh, to um, so in india a lot of emphasis is on ppes which mm-hmm. is a protective equipment so yeah. basically if a person goes to a site he has to be a helmet Mm-hmm. right uh, he has to be a, uh, a like safety harness safety vest mm-hmm. and those kind of things uh, but a better solution would be to have a tech enabled solution where we can monitor things and before it predict. fails you predict it yeah right so the best thing would be to eliminate the hazard a- accidents uh, right uh, whatever hazard is there so it can be a fire hazard so oh, if yeah. a gas leak can happen how do you make the system in such a way that the gas leak itself cannot happen so that mm-hmm. kind of safety you will see very popularly in uh, a nuclear plant mm-hmm. so there will be lot of safeguards to ensure that none of the uh, radioactive materials are leaking out right mm-hmm. so those are safety by design uh, principles right so they will have engineering 
done in such a way that it is by design very safe mm-hmm. right but that is not possible in all the factories like mm-hmm. in a chemical industry you cannot just ensure that every process is safe because there are a lot because of chemicals then you need to put a lot of layers on top right. of it and, and it becomes cost, very expensive yeah. so uh, so that was one of the areas that we wanted to build some technology solutions mm-hmm. where we can prevent some accidents from happening rather than waiting for the accidents to happen and then take a reaction on top one of it one example so mm-hmm. so one of the first topic that we wanted we worked on was basically collision between a person and a machine person and a machine so there are a lot of machines which are uh, working inside a plant so which industry is it like what kind of industry? so it can be a warehouse so okay. we started with a warehouse warehouse yeah right so in a warehouse there are forklifts which are moving around yeah so forklifts are like big uh, uh, like carriers carriers right? which so, which have to fork kind of yes. thing it goes under the it goes and then picks it up yes. so there are these trucks forklifts lot of big machineries mm-hmm. are there so these uh, machineries are moving heavy loads so one ton three ton 18 tons so mm-hmm. more than that also in some cases and then they are moving at in a very congested area so yeah. they are they are racks everywhere yes. you don't have any visibility yeah and these racks are like 12 20 30 feet yeah high. so yeah. you have to pick the load up and you are focusing on your work right mm-hmm. and if a person is also there beside you Passing you may not mm-hmm. you may not see it Mm-hmm. because you are focusing on your task it's not like everybody is willing willfully not doing it is just that they are focusing on their task mm-hmm. they have to do the operations mm-hmm. they have productivity timelines that they need to meet mm-hmm. so they focus on that right and uh, as a human you are bound to make mistakes in such high pressure environment mm-hmm. so that is where we felt that there is a good chance of putting a technology there mm-hmm. which can prevent a person and a machine from getting Uh, uh hit basically what does this technology do so so we started with that so that was the first project that we got mm-hmm. we got it from unilever unilever yeah oh interesting so, so this project basically uh, what we uh, started with is uh, so we wanted to build one sensor which is mounted on the machine and mm-hmm. we gave one sensor to the person whoever is entering into that area okay and this sensor basically was uh, communicating with the machine continuously Uh, okay and, uh, is it like a lidar kind of a technology it's not lidar we were using uwb okay. uh, which basically allowed us to give accurate distance between a machine and a person mm-hmm. and that we then build a control system on top of it to mm-hmm. ensure that if a person comes very close to the machine will stop the machine the machine will be stopped stopped slowed whatever is possible in that machine so okay it's be- like a sensor on the car on a car right on a uh, pedestrian right they both have a sensor on, attached to their body or system right so these sensors will communicate right the distance between both the objects right and if it's uh, near crossing the permissible limit it will stop it will stop uh, the machine will stop the machine because human stop. is tend to make mistake or yes. tend to proceed so right. machine will stop machine okay. will stop so so that was the first project that we did mm-hmm. and uh, Uh, we were uh, able to scale it to around fifteen uh, plants of this, fifteen factories of Unilever. So, so is it kind of a uh, for you said sensor, right? Right. So one sensor, it's easy to fit a sensor on a forklift, like uh, the right. truck or right. the lifting machine. Right. 
So, how do you fit the sensor on human? Is it like a gadget which they so, need to attach? Yeah, so the, we had two options. Uh-huh. Either they can, uh, so we had helmets which were placed at the entry point. Mm-hmm. So, when they were entering into the, that area, they will wear the helmet and cup which had the sensor in it. How big is the sensor? So is it heavy? It's a, it's a small sensor. It's a, a size of the, the size, mic? Uh, double, double the size of this. Double the size of the yeah. mic. Okay. So, it's a sensor which was already fitted on the helmet. They don't have to wear it. Uh, just wear the helmet and then enter. Once they exit it, they just... Okay, I have a very, very curious question. Sure. This can definitely give a breakthrough to your business. This sensor, right. instead of being a machine like this, like a separate gadget, why can't they integrate within the smartphone, within the uh, individual smartphone? So because that smartphones uh, are not, first of all, in many of the industries, they are not allowed. Okay, right? okay. And second of all, you can't control it. What kind of smartphone the person is bringing? Some of them are bringing low-end smart because the, many of them are laborers, right? They are okay. contract workers. They don't have a high-end uh, smartphone. smartphone. Okay. So, and a uh, lot of the technology that we have right now in our smartphone does not support this. This so, facility. Uh-huh. So, basically, we want a accurate distancing to happen. We can't use Bluetooth there. No Bluetooth. Bluetooth basically cannot give you high accuracy. Uh, uh, distance. For, further for it distance. goes, it doesn't work. Uh-huh. So, uh, the accuracy level is very... Uh, uh, it's not very good. So let's say if I want to set my parameter like around two meters, I want the machine to slow down. Mm-hmm. So if that uh, that accurate two meter distancing with Bluetooth uh, with the previous generation of Bluetooth, it is very hard to get. Okay. The reason why I'm asking this question right. was, what if we actually uh, install this system in all the cars in right. India, on all the smartphone users, right. if some, if I'm having a phone on my pocket, right. and I'm crossing in a hurry or uh, if that is a high speeding car, uh, I'm not, industri- uh, we both are not connected. Right. In your case, industries, uh, all the people and the missionaries are connected. Right. They come under one system, right. one company. Right. I'm talking about individuals in society. Right. We are living individuals right. and there is an unknown car coming. Right. Apparently, the car has the system, right? the sensor system. Right. And I have installed this application of yours on right. my phone. Right. Uh, if that works, right. it can save thousands of lives, right? Yes, so but there it, are few issues there. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, in industries, it is a very controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Right? You can ensure that everybody is having that sensor when they are entering mm-hmm. and you can build control system on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a car kind of a setup, you can, so this is similar to a connected car mm-hmm. framework. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of uh, research is mm-hmm. going on in that domain. Mm-hmm. Like how do we make autonomous driving possible mm-hmm. or uh, how do we make sure that accidents are not happening. Mm-hmm. But mostly when you talk about cars, cars move at a higher speed. Mm-hmm. Right? They go at 80 uh, 90 meters. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, the brake ax- uh, so resting. Resting. So distance okay. that we have is uh, going to be very high. Right, they and break at twelve to fifteen meters sometimes, right. and yeah. uh, then distance is only not the criteria. So direction is a major criteria. So mm-hmm. basically, you don't want to stop the machine if somebody is coming from the left side, mm-hmm. right? Because you are moving the, uh, you are going front, okay. right? So you would want to stop the machine only when something is coming in front of it. Mm-hmm. So there are solutions now. Lidars are coming up. With yeah, a lot of exactly. So coming. these are coming for the yes. developed countries for the high-end uh, EVs. For example, Tesla could install this kind of. Uh, they are working on these kind of technology, and um, right. it is. It seems working. 
Right. For them, in some cases, definitely in the future it will reach. Right. But in India, we are still driving cars which are uh, which doesn't even have uh, Wi-Fi connect. Oh, sorry, Bluetooth in a, uh, connectivity right. inside the car. So we are driving uh, analog cars still, right. fifteen-year-old, twenty-year-old cars. Right. For us to reach that level, will take an another 20 to 30 years or maybe 15 years the best time uh, saying is 15 years to have an integrated high-end cars instead if you make a gadget because this fork levering machine right, right. it is not a high-end it's a kind of, it's an analog machine it's an analog right. machinery right. since you were able to bring this technology integrated with the machine and the saving em employees of course right. it's a controlled environment Maybe the flooring is uh, smooth, yes. so it doesn't have obstacles, or it it has have a predicted obstacles. Right. So it has its it's kind of a course, right? right. It's a course. Uh, but if you work um, uh, for the larger scale, maybe this technology. Okay. I, if I own a ten-year-old Tata a Safari or fifteen-year-old right. Tata Safari, right. or if anybody is buying a new uh, latest Mahindra vehicle, right. they can just install this gear on the car right. Right. and uh, everyone who wants to be protected can install the app right uh, and it can see it can make an impact so that's right. something uh, popped up in my head uh, because we are talking on this topic so safety is one of a major mm -hmm. concern that is there in india you can see a lot of road accidents are happening mm -hmm. and most of them are preventable yeah right? uh, so that that is true so something has to be done there yeah uh, some kind of an add-on you don't need a uh, connected solution per se mm -hmm. because in uh, most of the cases what uh, research has shown that most of them are because of the driver error or human error which is there mm -hmm. I, either the person is pedestrian is not taking the, or the they just cross India anybody can cross at any, any time, time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, or the yeah. driver is moving very fast or, yeah. so there are solutions which are currently available in the US mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure in India but which can be added on on the machine which are basically uh, similar to a visual monitoring system, ADAS mm -hmm. systems. Mm -hmm. In some of the high-end Indian machines also we have ADAS systems, mm -hmm. but these are of higher uh, quality. Mm -hmm. And they monitor the surroundings in real time. Mm -hmm. They monitor your speed, they monitor the surroundings that are there, like how many people are there, mm -hmm. who is crossing where. And then if needed, they can control the machine also. Okay. So that is definitely possible. Mm -hmm. In Indian, India, Indian vehicle industry, automobile industry is not that backward. Mm -hmm. uh, the new and uh, the new They're models which are coming up, they all have electronic controls. Yes, they are yeah, they are advanced. For, no, I'm not talking about the latest. One. Yes, yes, that's the reason. And latest cars are uh, a segment of the market, right? right. In India people don't uh, switch cars every two years or three yes, years. Yes, cars days were like fifteen years or twenty yeah. years. India has that. Problem. Yes, yeah. so they they have a sentimental value towards right. the car, right. and they don't want to sell the car. They don't. They they don't. Uh, there is no culture of having three, four cars in a household. Right, right. There is a four cars in a five to six household or right. more than that. I right. think that's the average. Right. So in that condition, so that's why since you're a hack lab uh, uh, solution, so you know, before that hack lab innovations, innovations. Yeah. since you're a hack lab innovation founder, so maybe this kind of a project is very interesting for you. Right? So we were working, we are discussing one project with uh, one company mm -hmm. to deploy this kind of technology on trucks. Trucks, yeah. So that that is a major uh, cost saving right. and the revenue saving uh, industry. Right. Imagine a truck accident. Yes. Of course, it's a loss of life is there, but the cargo, 
loss of cargo is also a heavy. So truck accidents are one of the major leading causes of uh, deaths in India. Yes. Uh, especially on highways, if you see. Yes. Uh, and mostly because the workers or the drivers are overloaded. Drunk. Yeah. Uh, they are drunk overloaded. and overloaded. So they have movies. a lot of. Uh, uh, time pressure mm-hmm. they have to travel certain kilometers within certain yeah, duration they of time. drink because to stay awake exactly so yeah. they have uh, they have their own issues yes it's a exactly very, uh, complicated thing to uh, discuss the here but the idea is that we are trying to come up with some solutions which can be deployed on existing trucks mm-hmm. uh, where we can monitor the uh, how the worker is driving if he is not alert we can give an alert to the person like mm-hmm. okay there is a person or you are not focusing on the road so those kind of technologies we are currently because working. trucks are we are talking about cars right trucks are like 30 year old trucks still yes, runs yes, on the yes. street roads right, right. Uh, those trucks are heavy trucks right. it doesn't have uh, more most advanced. of them do not have air conditioning also, yeah no air conditioning i think uh, trucks don't have air conditioning in india right they don't have so look how backward the it's still very analog very yeah. de- it's a diesel truck yeah. which is like what uh, 10 20 25 years old 20, truck. 10 20 yeah yeah that, we don't see advanced latest truck what we see in like uh, transformers in yeah. india <laughs> i've never seen such a truck no, yes. and tesla truck is like uh, next level, next level yeah. but we that uh, there is no uh, sign of seeing that anytime soon yeah so of course i think we need a lot of uh, innovation uh, uh, gadgets, uh, right. hack lab uh, innovators like you should make some technology for them. So, uh, so we are in discussion with one of the firms on doing that. Okay, uh, which firm? Like uh, Ashok Lakeland? Like no, no. So it's a basically a transporter organization. Okay. So they have around uh, thousand trucks. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, North India. So mm-hmm. we are t- discussing with them how to come up with a solution for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. Uh, so uh, basically something which has to work on the field. Mm-hmm. One of the major uh, criteria of developing a product is, which we have understood now is, things you can make in your head and then you can make it on your table. Mm-hmm. But when it goes to the field, there are a lot of different challenges which come. Yeah, environmental so challenges. So you need to make sure your user experience is proper. Mm-hmm. Like the operator, otherwise he will, if you uh, give him the impression that he's being monitored, he will break it within one day. Okay. So it will be gone. Okay. And he will say it is not working. Okay. Right. So th- those kind of challenges we have seen on site. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you, ha- so we have a biometric system that we have installed with most of the machines. Now mm-hmm. we can monitor who is operating, how he's operating mm-hmm. and all those things. Within few days of us deploying it, we find a report from the company saying that, okay, this sensor is not working or this connector is broken or this thing is broken. So this is also one of the major mm-hmm. things that needs to be resolved. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you make a solution where you do not give the impression to the person that, okay, you are being monitored. Okay. And our goal is not to monitor a person. Our goal is to improve his product. Okay. Stop uh, accidents. Stop accidents to make sure that he is... Stop human errors. Uh, yeah. So uh, before he is making an accident, how can we prevent it from happening? Maybe if he is uh, drowsing. Yes. Stop, stop alert. Uh, stop. Exactly. Seize the engine. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. not, uh, give him an alert first. <clears throat> so like, okay, if you are uh, not... Uh, focusing on the road mm-hmm. and you are uh, seeing here and there mm-hmm. ask him to focus on the road just give him a beep mm-hmm. or a couple of beeps or in an audio language you mm-hmm. can give him alert like okay focus on road focus uh, straight mm-hmm. uh, look in some uh, alerts some uh, voice alerts, alerts yeah uh, so those those are the things that we need to basically uh, we are working on mm-hmm. so that's the idea so converting a idea into a product uh, 
takes a lot of time mm-hmm. lot of effort right uh, it's and lot of uh, time goes on in understanding the problem first mm-hmm. which is which is what i think many of the people don't do mm-hmm. so i come up with an idea i think that it is unique and i start building it which is what we were doing earlier mm-hmm. but uh, once you know that okay they, these are the customers who are there who uh, who are looking for this kind of solution or this is the problem which is there this is the price point that i want to uh, i can meet so if we do it in a proper research process right it might be more suitable to convert it into a product which can scale mm-hmm. so that is what we have learned the hard way okay so now your customers are mainly through warehouse yeah so we have a lot of uh, companies who are our customers we have uh, mostly mostly five fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. or mncs mm-hmm. right? so these are companies who are focusing extensively on improving the safety of their workers mm-hmm. so uh, we have uh, warehouses we have fmcg companies mm-hmm. we have uh, mining and metal industry mm-hmm. uh, we have paints industry mm-hmm. we have lot of chemical industries which mm-hmm. are there uh, a lot of uh, food industry where warehouses so warehousing wherever it is there where forklifts are used our products can go there mm-hmm. right so uh, so it's a it's a big industrial market if i uh, okay. can say again i have a personal uh, uh, question yes. so this is out of my mind uh how about the sanitation industry for example the right. sanitation workers right. who pick up the garbages right? right right and who clean the garbages right. like clean uh, um the man drains yeah. ma- manholes right. so is there any solution for of, of course there is solution we have seen here and there on an article eng boy building a robot or eng boy building uh work. but is it operational are so we there are using so there is one company in kerala which i am aware of uh, so they are building products mm-hmm. there so which is a industrial machine mm-hmm. which can go and clean the manholes which is uh, yeah, functional uh, there are some here and there but i'm ask, asking about wide solution because right. okay what solution is smartphone smartphone right. is a solution everyone right. got a, a smartphone on their hand Right. right so that's a revolution it's a solution right. tractors is a solution it right. replaced a bulls or cows to right. farming so it's a solution right i haven't seen such a solution in terms of sanitation worker uh, san- for sanitation worker it could be like a mechanized thing which right. can still people are uh, taking garbages on hand i still see people uh, separate there is a guy sitting on top of a truck garbage truck separating the garbages like right. plastic waste or uh, junk uh, it is very ha- uh, heartbreaking to see such scenes in bangalore we yeah. call it silicon valley right which is technically or advanced uh, uh, city in india supposed to be right. so still i see these uh, things here so right. how do we solve it like what is the solution for it there are someone making a prototype so how do we solve it in large scale so uh, so i would say this is this is a very complicated problem because mm-hmm. it is not a tech problem yeah technology is there mm-hmm. right there are a lot of technical solutions which can be deployed yeah uh, it's not a tech problem it's yeah. it's a, it's a motivation problem i would say like people who are going uh, inside manholes are not the top class of people mm-hmm. that, uh, and that is where the class divide is very apparent in india right mm-hmm. so people who are uh, 
basically in India labor is cheap got and uh, technology is expensive and uh, nobody wants to invest in it if there is a government who wants to invest in it there are already solutions out there it's not like it's an unsolved problem in west you can see nobody goes inside the yeah place. exactly so it's not like there is no technology out there which can be yeah. deployed right yeah uh, everywhere there are solutions which are already present mm-hmm. it's just that we need somebody who can uh, take an initiative and okay you since you are solving industry problem I, yeah. i i find this is a industrial problem this what what should you do in order to solve it will you should you send this technology sell the technology to let's say bbmp like right. a bangalore uh, corporation uh, right. authority right. and mumbai corporation authority or right. chennai corporation authority cmd right. so like this do you need to sell this technology to the government uh, or the cities uh, so there are different uh, business models that normally companies mm-hmm. have one is uh, so i am not very familiar with this area mm-hmm. but what i have learned over the years is uh, you can either provide your service mm-hmm. right so rather than a person going inside which is also charging some money right mm-hmm. so y- you can bring your tools do the same work yeah using the tool mm-hmm. and charge the same amount of money exactly right? so they become like a freelancer so they, actually manhole uh, cleaners or manhole right. cl- uh, person who cleaner they are not professional who does it every hour or every day like right. 9 to 8 right. they are like a freelancer whenever yes. there is an issue they call them so let why don't he hire this uh, equipment or yes. gadget like yes so uh, so some business model can be evolved on top of it mm-hmm. so the person who is currently cleaning can be given an equipment and instead of him going inside he will charge for the equipment doing the work yeah right yeah so, exactly so it's that, like a borewell yes. borewell uh, digging machine digging machine right so yeah. uh, so i feel that solutions are there uh, there has to be initiative that has to be taken somebody so who has have to, to take the initiative so first of all i think uh, in india citizens are not that proactive so we if we see somebody uh, doing manhole labor we okay we feel bad for for him or her mm-hmm. for some time and then we go back to our work mm-hmm. right uh, if you see the same thing happening in the west the pers- uh, the people themselves are very particular about what the other person is doing mm-hmm. right? in india that Uh, because of i don't know what many social logical issues might be there i'm mm-hmm. not exactly aware of this but uh, i don't have a easy solution for it okay. it it has to be a mixture of a political will uh-huh. because obviously dvmp or any corporation is a political body also mm-hmm. like there are elections that happens there yeah. are a lot of political yes. parties, parties which are involved no i'm so, saying it's benefit for everyone because yes. hiring a 10 uh, human resource paying them salary i'm not saying it's wrong to pay them salary for right. sanitation worker to, uh, for example sweeping the road is fine right Uh, collecting the garbage is also fine on a truck but uh, dividing the garbage on a bare hands that is not good that's not cool right because the, a guy does this on sitting on top of the garbage van while it's moving so it's it's and even anyway, though we it's have dangerous. even though we have laws which can which ensure that you need to do segregation at source mm-hmm. so why the person is doing it because the person who has given the garbage is not Uh, segregating at source yeah in us if you go or in any other western country you go you segregate the uh, garbage at the source itself so they mm-hmm. will have various kind of bins mm-hmm. right in airports you might have seen there are yeah. various three wet, bins wet, wet, wet dry and uh, electronics and, and medical waste yeah. yeah so so like that in germany my friend is there he was saying that there are four kind of bins uh-huh. and everybody does segregation at source itself mm-hmm. if somebody has a plastic board, uh, bottle 
it will go in the plastic bin, mm-hmm. not go inside a wet bin. Mm-hmm. Right? But in India, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's a cultural issue. If that p- cultural issue can be resolved through uh, again technology, I find it. I I find all the garbage bins, right? right. They should have some kind of sensor which will detect what kind of uh, material is still complex. It's very hard. It's because it's a chemical process, right? How do we identify whether uh, okay metal is fine? Mm-hmm. You can identify that it's a uh, based uh, on weight and uh, so magnetic properties mm-hmm. might be there or something might be there, right? But how do I identify it's a food particle or a plastic bottle? How is the medical waste and uh, medical wet waste? Wet waste. So <coughs> it's very hard to distinguish between them. Mm-hmm. So it has to be proactively done by the person who is doing it, mm-hmm. uh, throwing the garbage, right? Mm-hmm. So that segregation has to happen uh, at the source itself. That's mm-hmm. that's the best solution. It mm-hmm. is not my saying. Research has shown it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is agreeing for that. Like you cannot. So you need to develop a culture. So you need to run campaigns on it, like mm-hmm. uh, teach people about what is the advantage of doing it mm-hmm. and why it is important. We all see landfills in India, right? So mm-hmm. if you go to Delhi, I am from Ghazipur, New mm-hmm. Delhi. So there is a big landfill in Ghazipur where whenever I used to go to my uh, like coaching center, so I used to pass that route and the stench was like very bad. So mm-hmm. you, you can smell it from one kilometer away that you yeah. are entering into that area, right? And you can see it like it's a mountain. It exactly, it's a la- la- we are make, we are destroying mountains and, and making land landfills. So had uh, if you can, and then they burn it, mm-hmm. and then the smog, smog problem, the fog uh, problem, the smog every, problem. So this is my all all time uh, worry because right. I find Delhi. I, I've been I worked in Delhi, right? Achha. I was in NDTV. Right. I was in Delhi for two years. Achha, you were in Delhi for yeah, two Greater years, Kailash. Uh, Greater Kailash. Yeah. So then they're not very far off. No? Yeah. So I was in Greater Kailash for two years. So I see this two segment of yeah. Delhi, right? One is extremely knowledgeable from somewhat, let's say, Oxford. Um, intellectuals. Uh, in, very intellectuals. The other end is completely the opposite, right. and they live the. Irony is they live in harmony. Right. Means they are like this person is working with the other one, or they right. are living in the same colony, or uh, they are find found ways to live together. But the problem haven't solved yet. Yes. Like the for example the pollution problem, right. or the traffic problem. Right. So we find these people are from like what they've been to US. They lived in London for like 10-15 years. They yeah. worked. Their uh, 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 communication is extremely sophisticated but still they there is a chaos uh, and they tend to live in harmony with the so there was a good study that was done which showed Mm -hmm. the difference between a Delhi metro station Mm -hmm. and a Delhi railway station Mm -hmm. so why Delhi metro stations are so clean yeah so it's a behavioral aspect right yeah you have to change the behavior of people the same set of people are going to both the places yeah exactly so on the railway station also you'll see the same set of exactly. people on a metro also you'll see the same uh, set of people mm-hmm. right? it's just that you not see uh pan stains on the metro station. not just that that so that. Uh, so, that, so it's a behavioral thing so yeah, yeah. you have to build a culture like okay uh, if people know that okay Delhi metro stations are clean Mm-hmm. They'll try to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. So nobody will throw any garbage at any, uh, they will throw it in a dustbin in a Delhi metro station. Mm-hmm. But if you see garbage lying somewhere in the railway station and nobody is cleaning it, you'll yeah. throw it there. Yeah. So we need to create that kind of behavioral change in the people. That is the... Maybe a renaissance can... So it is happening ahead. now if you go to Delhi metro, Delhi railway right. station. So I went to Kanpur railway stations. Uh, 
recent so i keep going back to it kanpur mm-hmm. regularly so i have seen the difference over the years mm-hmm. earlier it was all like uh, pretty dirty and lot of uh like pre broken tiles and all mm-hmm. but now you can see a lot of difference coming up lot of cleaning happening so mm-hmm. so if we have uh, like okay if we have the place clean itself right then people will not try and dirty it if it is a dirty place then people will are okay with okay let me throw some more dirt on top of it mm-hmm. so that behavioral change has to come in people i think that can only happen when you start taking initiative okay. citizen body the government body mm-hmm. so some of the initiatives by this government is pretty good uh, okay. the central government the okay. swastha abhiyan and all okay. so those are good those are uh, and those should have a positive impact okay but more has to be done yeah lot That's more has to be done exactly so we are in a very surface level when it comes to uh, sanitization yes. cleanliness maybe that leads to one the one or the other yes. uh, water contamination disease health issues uh, pollution so so a lot of pollution happens in winters because first of all you are in delhi i am uh, so because a lot of garbage is being burnt yes and that has for, nowhere to for go for warmth for warmth by the yes. by the by standards uh, yeah road. so they will burn and whatever you are burning that does not go out because there is no wind blowing at that point mm-hmm. of time that is why we face all these issues in uh, delhi mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's a it's a complicated issue okay. uh, but yeah the uh, it's not a tech problem i don't think technology has can uh, uh, give solution but the technology is an enabler so like, uh, the, my, yeah i understand that i understand i, I understand i am talking about technology which are not light years ahead i am right. talking about technology which are like 20 years Past, back ha already we are discussing are about right. technology i know these technology already out there right, right. because we don't see that in japan my co-founder right. is a japanese i yes. know their culture i know how a uh, sanitization garbage industry works right. there and i've uh, i'm servicing us so yes. i know how us works i know how the uh, technology has been on ground level like how right. it is impacting their life right. uh, technology is already out there right. the point is iphone launches on same day in india and us right when that is a it's a, it came to the hands of people someone who lives in bihar in some remote village can have access to an iphone on the same day often a person who have the get the access to iphone in us when this uh, gap is shrinking yeah shrinking uh, why the other technology gaps are not shrinking uh, which has to be sing, uh, shrinked and why government I, government has to take the step technology should be the enabler so i think government should will take a step only if citizens are aware of it no no uh covid they made everyone sit in home and they made everyone yes. make mask they made uh, everyone get two doses of what went inside that I, is because they were God afraid knows. if uh if had it spread like it happened in mm-hmm. the second wave right exactly they will get a bigger backlash exactly right government imposed it right yes we have different states we have central state government right. but government were able to impose this change across okay. unified yes uh it i know it is a pandemic and emergency situation so but when government had the means that's a that's certain example that government can do uh, or make a overnight change now let's say cash uh right. demonetization right. let's say uh, 
or to a demonetization which happened which overnight right yes. throughout india government is taking aggressive steps yes so why not uh, they taking aggressive steps on this uh, government should aggressively use technology that's what i i, I believe i you, also believe that yeah so, they need to be uh, technology lovers like they need to update technology as uh, quick uh, than the individuals right. the point is individuals are using technology right Mm, like they uh, use smartphones, yeah. they use the iPhones, they are using 5G internet, right. fiber net, but they are not using uh, sanitization. For example, garbage disposal system is not uh, fixed yet. It's not fixed. Yeah, that's a uh, shame. Yeah. A lot of uh, problems are, uh, technology is there. I don't think technology is the issue there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the right kind of investment has to be done. So mm-hmm. uh, you need to motivate, like there has been some progress on that. I am mm-hmm. aware of some uh, initiatives that have been taken, mm-hmm. but it's relatively slow. Okay. Uh, like uh, investment in the garbage. Garbage is not zero value in mm-hmm. India. Exactly. If you look at it, a lot of garbage that we throw mm-hmm. has a lot of return value. Yes. Right. There so, are garbage collecting stalls. Or right. Gar- that's why they are doing the segregation. Yeah. Right? That's why there is a person who is mm-hmm. getting paid to do the segregation. Mm-hmm. Because once you segregate the uh, waste, which is organic, can be gone, uh, can be converted into fertilizer mm-hmm. and sold back. Or, right? or fire or source. Fire source. In the Europe, uh, I don't know which exact country it is. Sweden. Sweden. They use. A, uh, they buy it. They, they buy, buy it uh, for garbage, garbage from other countries and make energy energy yes. out of it right yes. and they give like a fire like a warming system yes they're also burning garbage and making warmth but in a more uh, systematic and a right. safe way yeah. and making electricity out of garbage yes. and in japan japan there is an industry it's a billion dollar company which okay. just uh, uh, making garbage uh, disposal companies there there is a private company okay. which is buying industrial waste, okay. recycling it and okay. burning it and making uh, separating chemicals out of it. They are reusing it and the company is a billion dollar company. Oh, is it? Okay. This company job is to set up a garbage, uh, huge garbage plant. Uh, they collect garbage from industries and recycle it and dis- their company job is to Decent. not to make landfills, okay. basically. Okay. They are not making landfills. Right. So, but India is exporting garbage from foreign countries and putting on landfills, right? Yeah. So, this is a shame. So, uh, there are technologies, uh, people like you are working on hacking solutions, hack labs, uh, uh, trying to save. Of course, you have to make for industries at first, but I believe people like you should... uh, our government should reach out to you not just right. you it's not like one way government should reach out to people like you to uh, say hey we have a problem maybe BBMP should if some authorities are watching right. if uh, uh, this video they should reach out to you right. they sh- maybe hire you to find a solution for their problems yeah <laughs> so we have been talking too much about uh, socio-political right. and uh, things it's fine yeah it's, i mean <laughs> none of the discussions are uh, useless yeah uh, it is i find it's useful i think more of such discussion should happen, should happen and reach yes. people okay. uh, uh reach people's ears yes. yes yes coming back to hack lab solutions right so what is the next step now you have clients you have found and you are making uh solutions for a specific industries right. based on their problems and mainly human safety right. problems. Right. What is the next step? 
so one of the uh, things that i wanted to achieve mm-hmm. and i was trying to do that in 2019 mm-hmm. was to scale our solutions in such a way that we can go outside india okay so export our solutions to outside india okay so not just the software part but the hardware part as well uh, which so again something like hacksmith uh, not just uh, not the uh, innovations part but the sort industrial solutions that okay okay right? like making a, a mini mower uh, not uh, mini mower the attachments that we are building for forklifts for say okay so the sensors, sensors to detect okay uh, so we have now build a lot of things so that was the first project that i was talking about right now we have added a lot more things into it mm-hmm. so we have uh, now solutions which can um, actively monitor the complete machinery mm-hmm. so how the machinery is performing mm-hmm. who is the operator mm-hmm. how he is operating what is his productivity what mm-hmm. is the machine productivity mm-hmm. how much time that machine was under maintenance mm-hmm. so everything about that machine can be monitored through our sensors mm-hmm. right we have added another vertical now where we have attached cameras on top of it mm-hmm. so now uh, one of the major issues when we go to outside industries or uh, any vehicle which is not in a constrained environment mm-hmm. is that they can't give sensors to everyone mm-hmm. right a, a sensor uh, a smart sensor cannot be given to a person mm-hmm. uh, because it is uh, it becomes very expensive to scale it like if there are 10000 people working in a factory mm-hmm. uh, giving a sensor it becomes like a completely other budgetary issue right mm-hmm. so now we have come up with a smart camera which is built on the machine itself which can monitor what is happening around the machine and can control the machine mm-hmm. so if uh, a person comes nearby it knows what distance the person is at mm-hmm. and then it can slow down or stop the machine mm-hmm. so so those kind of and that is the same technology that we are trying to put on trucks also now trucks okay so because uh, in a truck obviously the pedestrian will not have a sensor mm-hmm. right so you need to have a passive solution you need to have a solution which can uh, capture the images or capture the video or the mm-hmm. uh, some other lidar sensors mm-hmm. some source where you can monitor what is happening mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe 20 30 feet front and front back and now uh, 360 degree 360 degree view so we are working we has we signed an mou with bemel now bemel bemel b e m l which oh, is bemel of, yeah. yeah which is one of the largest manufacturers of mining equipment mm-hmm. in india So we are uh, deploying our solutions on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so it's an MOU that we have signed with the top brass there. Mm-hmm. So, it's a big project for us, mm-hmm. um, and we want to take it forward. So uh-huh. the next step for us would be to convert a machinery into a fully autonomous machinery. So let's say they have excavators which are excavating a mining area. Ah. Uh, Right, mm-hmm. earth movers, earth movers, yeah. big big machines. Like yeah, you yeah. cannot even imagine the size that they got, have. Got it. Right. So, uh, how do we convert them into an autonomous machine so that we can increase not only increase the safety but also the productivity of those machines? Because one of the major issues that these companies are facing is mishandling of their machines. Oh, right? so damaging, the, damaging. Yeah. So basically, the machine is supposed to be used for certain tasks, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say if there is a dozer or a equipment for uh, picking up some material mm-hmm. uh, the operator might use it for picking up rocks mm-hmm. which is a, not which is not meant for maybe that only for sand or coal uh, for coal it is meant to take out coal mm-hmm. or some small uh, um, like uh, sand the like ground and all yeah. it is mm-hmm. supposed to take it out right but it is not supposed to handle certain varieties of rocks because the head will get damaged or the mm-hmm. bucket which is there that will get damaged so 
so how do we monitor that how do we monitor that okay the person is not mishandling the equipment mm-hmm. uh, how do we monitor uh, ensure that he is op- operating the machine in a safe way mm-hmm. because a lot of excavators when they are operating mm-hmm. they move rapidly across in 360 degree uh, anywhere they can go mm-hmm. and they have 6 7 degrees of freedom they can move they ha- their arms have 4 5 degrees of freedom mm-hmm. they can rotate and at a very fast pace mm-hmm. also so if a person is standing next to it it is very uh, high chance of that person hitting getting the, hit mm-hmm. uh, machine if the operator is not careful mm-hmm. right so so lot of issues are there in such machineries as well mm-hmm. so we want to uh, focus on automating more and more of it mm-hmm. adding more and more features so that we can improve the safety of the person who is inside person who is outside improve the productivity of the person who is uh, operating the machine because many of the tasks that it does it it is a repetitive task so if an excavator is there we know that what area it has to dig right how it has to dig so all that process can be automated in to some level mm-hmm. right the person is still needed it's not like uh, you can remove okay. the person from the loop and i believe that there has to be a person who is supposed to be controlling the machine finally yeah, probably not uh, 50 people maybe 5 to 10 people monitoring right uh, from a so c- controlled control environment. environment or it can be on the site whatever mm-hmm. but the uh, task should happen efficiently that is the goal that has been the industrial process okay. development that has happened over the years right mm-hmm. the more and more efficiency you add mm-hmm. the better the system uh, becomes and the whole uh, process is built to drive efficiency right mm-hmm. so uh, so that is one area that we are uh, actively okay. looking at another area that we have is monitoring processes inside a uh, industrial environment through cameras Mm-hmm. so you have cameras like cctv cameras mm-hmm. almost everywhere now uh, but uh, you don't have people who can monitor these cameras 24/7 mm-hmm. right so if there is a fire that is happening uh, and if you don't have a uh, smoke alarm uh, then nobody can give an alert right mm-hmm. so how but cameras are there cctv mm-hmm. cameras are mm-hmm. there so probably if we can uh, are indian cctv camera cameras working yes <laughs> yes means uh, it is working even i use a camera right, right. for offices it's working but the most of the cameras right on streets or roads right. doesn't work <laughs> means whenever the, uh, at a time of crime or uh, requirement don't. they say no the camera is not working maybe uh, so that so in an industrial environment it is very controlled yeah, so they, how you have your cameras are working definitely because there is a person to monitor, monitor security is uh, monitored and because they have a, a requirement uh, that they want to monitor the workers mm-hmm. and especially on the security side mm-hmm. so they make sure that it is working mm-hmm. uh cctv cameras on the road per se i can't say that it, because nobody is accountable it right? is an if in efficiency in the system itself mm-hmm. like uh, there is no person who in in an industrial environment there is one security person who is responsible for that role mm-hmm. right so if and any of the cameras are not working and if a top management person comes mm-hmm. he is the one who will be asked questions in uh, we are not aware of what is the situation on the streets right so all the cctv cameras are there probably bbmp or some other organization will be responsible mm-hmm. for it but is there a person who is supposed to answer who, who is answerable to us Mm-hmm. right so so those feedback mechanisms are not there i would say it's not just a uh, it's not a technical issue at oh, all it's a, it's a it's uh, a far more complex it's a far more <laughs> complex issue it's got a it. social issue got it so you are saying like industries using yes. cameras so 
okay that's your next step again to industries catering to industry using so AI? right now we want to focus on the industrial market using AI are you using AI yes. okay yes. so the cameras monitoring cameras and all we use visually AI uh, mm-hmm. for uh, detection what is happening inside the mm-hmm. uh, factories or mm-hmm. uh, the models that we have are quite similar to what we had already developed for machines mm-hmm. it's just that uh, we can put larger systems in a uh, in a factory setup than what we can deploy on a machine mm-hmm. so in a machine we normally put six or seven cameras mm-hmm. uh, in a industrial environment we have to cater to 1000 100 200 cameras right mm-hmm. so the system scale up and uh, that is that becomes an engineering challenge like how do you scale up the system how do you make the exactly. system but that is uh, that exactly. is good recently in kormongla yes uh, i am not sure whether you are aware it was uh, it was viral or trending on social media yeah. uh, very near close by so there is one restaurant which was located in the fourth floor okay ground floor there is some nexa showroom okay there was a blast there was blast blast okay. uh, it's a kitchen it's a restaurant okay on the top floor or okay. restro bar right so cylinders were blasting oh i saw some videos a guy was jumping from the wall a oh. guy from five story building a guy right. jumped because back back of him flame fire, fire. it's it's like a, a flame flame is burning to the sky yeah. so he have no option other than to jump Yeah. or as he will die so that right. was a kind of a hazardous environment we are at like yeah. i again say it's a, we are in living in metro city still i think the awareness towards not just huge industries like uh, uh, Unis- uh, unilever. unilever or uh, itc itc even the small industries i think they need to pay attention to so our office security safety security is lacking mm-hmm. in india and lot of investment has to be done mm-hmm. uh the major issue is the price of a life in india is very low mm-hmm. so if you uh, look at some of the records right so one train accident happens people are given 5 lakh rupees mm-hmm. as uh, right as a uh, so, how, so how do we control these train accidents because uh, i don't remember uh, hearing about train accident in last 20 years but recently we we had a train uh, accidents what is the major reason it it so, should be controlled right yeah so now i think lot of technology is already in place yeah. uh, to prevent such accidents from happening mm-hmm. uh the one that happened recently in odisha that was a uh, technical error in technical one of the manual human error human error was also there lapses were there like they were not uh, service, they put the connectors wrong so technology cannot function in that way mm-hmm. if you uh change the wire which was supposed to go in a a slot you put it in the b slot mm-hmm. there is no technology which can prevent you from happening i really uh that should not even have been possible the system has to be designed in such a way that the connector itself will not go inside but whatever is the case but uh i don't think it is a technical issue now most of the actions that are happening are because of manual Uh, mm-hmm. manual uh, errors which are happening mm-hmm. and as we go ahead i think those also will be resolved once more and more technology can be added mm-hmm. so there is a coverage system which was launched recent, uh, la- a couple of years back mm-hmm. so coverage system coverage coverage coverage, so, coverage is a setup uh, where you put sensors on the trains uh-huh. to p- prevent any two trains from colliding colliding okay so so there are a lot of technologies which are getting uh, built and a uh, lot of good technology that is built out of india mm-hmm. so such kind of systems are 
very cost effective mm-hmm. the indian systems compared to the european ones or mm-hmm. the us ones right okay so uh, good technology is coming up mm-hmm. and i think um, i don't think access, so airplane industry is very safe yeah right which yeah, is which is surprising <laughs> every time of course it's a it's a good thing it, is, <laughs> it should be safe at least train if there is a malfunction it can Right. just stop and we can get down somewhere right. but flight so yeah, basically it's more of how the industry takes uh, a safety, safety serious. seriously yeah so if you think about the airline industry they take safety, safety is our top priority top priority because you're on thousands of feet yeah. on sky anything goes wrong you're even trains can. if you think you are traveling at 80 miles per hour 20 yeah. miles uh, 100 miles an hour right yeah. now uh, this Vande Bharat is 150 160 yeah. uh, kilometers per hour right so you have traveling at very high speed. It's not like you can directly stop the train. Uh-huh. Uh, so safety has to be mandatory there also. Mm-hmm. It has to be your first priority. Just because there. it's on ground, uh, you cannot. You cannot it. ignore it. Yeah. Uh, if there is a crack in one of the uh, rail lines, uh, it hardly takes one second for the whole train to come out of the track. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't uh, build. Uh, like you have to make sure that that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Safety has to be a prime. Uh, driver for most of these things mm-hmm. then only you can reduce it and uh, the only reason why airline industry was able to do it because they took safety as the uh, most important thing top most priority top most priority yeah, so even that, in india like airport uh, i yeah that's the irony the people right they are the same people who go use trains also go to railway stations also but they maintain the airports clean right. they follow all the security check because right. You are surrounded by like five, six people with uh, CISF uh, right. uh, 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 Javans. So they are intimidated and they, they you cannot negotiate yes. what you do in train, right? Yeah. Like in railway station. I think it has a lot to do with uh, an investment also. Mm-hmm. So in an airport, there is a lot of investment done on maintaining the cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of people are there on around the clock working to maintain the toilets, mm-hmm. maintain the flooring, mm-hmm. and, uh, cleaning it up regularly. If same kind of investment in that done, is done on the railway station, I think that will also uh, become as neat as it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Metro stations are very neat. Mm-hmm. There, there are regular staff which are going and mm-hmm. cleaning it. There is at these uh, a lot of security that checks which happen. If you go to a railway station, the person who is there on the railway station at the entry for checking you does not even care what you are carrying. Yeah. Right. So exactly. that does not happen on the metro stations. Mm-hmm. In a metro station, there is a person who is responsible. Uh, and monitoring the uh, things what you are taking yes. in. Yeah. So so it's all about like uh, how much investment you are putting it in making that system person. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, and some in some cases, I think even technology can help here. So let's say uh, there are cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can easily monitor what is going on in uh, different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give alerts. You can have people who can take actions on people in real time, right? So rather than uh, uh, in India, let's say if you throw something, there might be a fine, but mm-hmm. nobody is enforcing it. Mm-hmm. So there is a uh, there is a law which is out there, but rule of law is not there. Mm-hmm. So nobody is enforcing the law, and that is the issue. If there is a policeman, who, a policeman who is standing, who is asking people to wear seatbelt, everybody will wear seatbelt. Mm-hmm. But if there is no policeman there, nobody will wear seatbelt. So they are, they are, they are asking 
paying, getting fined, yeah. letting them go. <laughs> so uh, that is a corruption issue. That is a separate <laughs> issue. Uh, but at least uh, as long as even if they are taking bribe and letting them through, mm. people will not want to give bribe. So most of them will be a seatbelt. Mm. Right. So that is, I think, uh, enforcement of any of the most of the rules that we have. No? If we can easy, if we can just enforce them on the ground. Most of our issues will resolve. Mm. In US and all, they have enforcers who enforce, like if you are traveling at higher speed, mm. there are people who are monitoring your speed. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you are not doing that properly, you can be charged some fine, which is pretty huge. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So enforcing is one of the major issues, which is there. I feel that has to be resolved. <laughs> Interesting. Of course, we talk a lot about your expertise you have a uh, expertise in custom building safety uh, tools or safety ga- uh, uh, system for industries we talked about a uh, lot about that but we also talk about a lot of social issues which might uh, reach the right years yes. maybe i hope they reach out to you also Thank with you. that we are we came to the end of the podcast uh, it was a very interesting discussion i had with you any closing thoughts for your audience or people who are watching this video? Uh, so just make sure that you follow your uh, citizen responsibility, whatever we have discussed so far. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, safety is everybody's, should be everybody's top priority. Mm-hmm. Sanitation, uh, not just safety of yourself, but also your uh, people who are working around you. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to be are taking care of them also. Mm-hmm. So their safety is also your responsibility. As a c- citizen of this country, it is one of our fundamental duties, mm-hmm. right? To maintain, ma- to ensure that everyone around us is safe mm-hmm. from uh, whatever problems we are seeing. Yeah. And we need to work as a group to basically come Solve up with a solution. solution. Yeah, come up with a solution for it. Well, that's very thoughtful. I wish to see uh hacksmith kind of industries set up in bangalore we you're running hack lab <laughs> industries so that i can come in and walk in and give you any custom idea what whatever we have yes. for uh, personal or um, consumer needs yes. so we should be able to make that i think we have the talent but we do not have the right <clears throat> encouragement for the talents uh, in front the environment is not there basically okay. uh, talent is obviously the same people when they definitely go to US. because these people are uh, being hired, right? Yeah. Indians are yeah. so hired talent for, is yeah. uh, talent is pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you see, Indians have uh, de- uh, very uh, good talent in mm-hmm. all the domains: medical domain, industrial domain, uh, IT, can, IT, everything. You can see top management, uh, to even finance, top technical yeah. people are. Everybody is an Indian, right? Mm-hmm. In most of the companies, uh, but. Uh, in India, especially the uh, same quality of people is there, What whatever people are there in US. Why we are not able to grow that fast? Mm-hmm. It's just that we are not able to focus our energy into a certain area. Mm-hmm. If we start focusing it, if we start making sure that whatever we say, we do that same thing, right? Uh, so if there is a rule of law, we follow the rule of law. It should not be that uh, or that kind of dialogue that we do, right? Mm-hmm. So that becomes like a challenge. So mm-hmm. We need to follow whatever. Uh, um, so our processes have to be built in such a way mm-hmm. that we can focus our energy in certain directions. Okay. So uh, we should focus our energy in building proper uh, 
mechanisms of ensuring let's say we talked about waste sanitation right mm. processes have to be built uh, in such a way that it it is done at the source mm-hmm. if it is not done then you enforce it mm-hmm. so there has to be an enforcement okay so if the process is not built then okay. nothing can work okay if uh, we talk about uh, developing a product there has to be a process that has to be built it's mm-hmm. more about the process it's not about the technical part we are very good at technology there are people who are so brilliant that they can build whatever they want to build mm-hmm. right but building a process is the most important thing building mm-hmm. an environment a framework where people can do things with which they want to achieve right mm-hmm. so that is the most important thing which is what we are lacking we don't have uh, we don't have a process building mechanism mm-hmm. so look at our roads mm-hmm. so roads are very easily fixable mm-hmm. right if you have a proper maintenance procedure for it mm-hmm. if you have people who are going to the site for regular inspections mm-hmm. roads are easily fixable it's not like one pothole comes one day suddenly right exactly it takes time to come up yeah so in japan or uh, in the east other eastern asian east asian countries if there is a damage in a segment of road they take 100 meter it's like the complete road has right. been rebuilt right. not just where the damage happened right but in india wherever the damage happen on the particular area the fix is done yeah what happens is so that level raises right. and surrounding non damage area Start gets damage. getting damaged yeah. so i think that's the issue if i to fix the issue you need to Uh, cut the complete area out you need to process so this is what they have built no mm-hmm. they have done a process uh, for it mm-hmm. so like nobody can go out of it yeah. so everywhere wherever there is a pothole mm-hmm. you will do follow the same process mm-hmm. and that process has been scientifically proven like mm-hmm. okay this is what we need to do mm-hmm. and uh, the road has to be labeled it Level, is not yeah. uh like uh, some parts are up some up, parts yeah. are down again because that will tend to break more damage yeah so so these are processes which everybody has to follow and mm-hmm. you have to build those processes why all these uh, stations are not clean and metro stations are clean because there is a process that they have built mm-hmm. they have built a clean cleanliness process like okay somebody is going and cleaning it regularly checking every day that is someone uh, monitoring yeah. someone is monitoring someone there are dustbins at right location mm-hmm. i earlier i when i was young i used to go to a lot of stations and i had to walk like from one station to the end of that station just to find a dustbin to mm. throw a uh, let's say i was drinking something and i wanted to throw that bottle somewhere mm. so uh, but in a metro station you will find dustbins in uh, regular intervals right so mm. that process is there so everything comes down to a proper process an enforcement of that process mm. you can have a lot of big technical machinery everywhere uh, you can have a lot of things but if your processes are not right i can put sensors everywhere i can put cameras everywhere but somebody has to take initiative to monitor it right mm-hmm. you have to build it framework around it saying that technology can help improve that process but it cannot eliminate the process itself mm-hmm. that's very interesting thought thoughtful i think this message reaches everyone like whoever is watching this video right. and once again thank you so much for taking part in this podcast thank you, thank you for inviting me. yeah Uh, all the very best to hack lab solutions yeah. same to you yeah uh, good podcast that you are doing i saw some of the other ones also okay pretty interesting yeah thank you so much because it's because of guests like you like i try to uh, learn and also share my thoughts yeah that is that is how the podcast should happen yes thank you thank you so much vikram thank you yeah. thank you